Anticipating something. Talking about the dance in your pants. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show, Sin's home of sexuality, identity and relationships on Sin Nation. Naughty Rude Show. G'day. Just making sure that you guys could hear me uh, over the loud noise that is a Sunday night. Hectic. So you are here with Peter, Danny, Katie. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Katie, good to meet you. Good to meet you. Good to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, friend. (laughs) Oh, friend. So it's going to be another night of naughty, rude things. Mm -hmm. Um, If you guys have heard us last week, nice to see you again, hear you again. Me and Danny are back. Dropping off Felicity. She's gone. See ya. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) She was great. Thank you so much, uh, Felicity, for coming on in. But um, as you guys know, Naughty Ridge Show, we are... As planned as we could ever be, but we always like a little bit of spontaneity. So during our air, it's off to you guys if you want to, I guess, send us over a questionnaire anonymously, of course, you can do so through our Tumblr page and that is the naughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. You can even hit us up on naughtyrudesin at our Twitter and even check out our Facebook for any updates too. Yeah, get around it. Folks, how's your week been? It's been good. It's been busy. Mm? Yeah. You've disappe- you disappeared off the map because you were working f- for a full time, yeah, working for that working. Life. Danny oh, out yeah, there. Yeah, I know. The daily grind. Daily grind. <laughs> How is it? It's all right, you know. Now that I'm on holidays, just trying to get as much dosh as I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as yeah. you do. Any naughty, rude moments? At, at my job? Yeah. Oh, it's a bit. It's a family restaurant, so <laughs> I guess plenty. Family. We, actually, we do get um, a fair amount of Tinder dates. It's quite Ooh. funny, and we get like a lot of guys coming. Like, have you seen this chick? And we're like, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> They're like, that's yeah, not like, weird or yeah, unsettling at all, friends. Like, show show us like the oh, screenshot of the photo. Oh. Like, mm, okay. Oh. Yeah, I always wondered what it was like for like voyeurs who work at the restaurants to know like whether or not people are on a Tinder date. Can you just tell straight oh, away? Totally. Yeah. Oh, what's the vibe? It's just awkward. Mm. And I remember once there was a date of between, I think there were about 14 or 15, and there was this guy who was trying to act all tough, and he was, yes. like, ordering, like, espressos and, like, oh. long black in front of her. Oh it was, like, God. no milk, no sugar, just wow. coffee. <laughs> all right. Tough boy. What yeah. a boy. Big boy. Big boy. <laughs> you don't enjoy black coffee until you've melted your taste buds by the yeah. time you're, like, 25 or 30. Like, calm down. Very calm down. Get a, get a adulthood. Get a baby chino. No, babes. It's all right. It's all right, boy. Speaking of first dates, though, um, I want to share some info about my first date. Yeah. That's what I'd like to bring to the table today after um, a bit of a breakup, <laughs> which we heard about last week. So <laughs> tune in <laughs> again to know about the continuation of Peter's love life. This is what this show is for. Uh, that's what I want to bring to the table. I also would like to talk about some contraceptives, female and male, and I'm going to be talking to someone who works in sex education Uh, We're going to bring in Jess over the phone and she works for a company called Elephant Ed and they go around giving real sex ed and we'll 
I guess, talk a little bit about what uh, real sex ed is versus the general conventional sex education. Versus unreal sex ed. Yeah. <laughs> which is run, handled by the Ed for Unicorn establishment rather than elephant That's ed. it. That's completely That's only. <laughs> which is what we'll be talking about, Unicorn actually, because we're talking elephant. about queer yeah. sex ed. So. <laughs> right, leeway. S- holy segues back, man. So many, man. If you just want to know about sex, hey, you're in the right place. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. Want to know about right how to have sex safely, mm. more fun, mm. less stupid, less yeah. heteronormative. Yeah. But here. also, WTF, you know, female condoms. Okay, we all learned about them, but does anyone use them? Um, no, is the short <laughs> um, answer to that. Uh, um, it depends on what you're doing with them and why you use them, I guess, which we'll get into, yeah, I think. Which we will get into. But also have some fun stories about there that haven't happened to me personally, but It'll be bring them with, in. They'll, they'll be happening. Bring them in, in. <laughs> Danny boy. Yes. What do you Have want you to talk about? Have you had any experience with the female condom? Any experience with female condom? No, <laughs> no, not really. Actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've got good chats coming up. I yeah, think. Probably throw to a song in a sec, but we're going to have a chat about um, fashion soon, uh, aren't we, Katie? Yes, yes, talking about the filth that is the fashion industry. Mm. But um, like both in literal and also literal terms, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking a bit about fashion ethics and fashionable ethics, if you want, if you will. So we will be getting into that. A bit of a, a oddball one, but yeah. I'm gay and I'm angry about it. So it means that I could talk about it because we're talking about queer sex ed as well. So Talking about everything. Fun. What a mixed bag of fun. Yes. It's a party bag. It is a party perfect. bag. Party. It's perfect. <laughs> And, and, like, don't even know where to start. So if you guys want to know where to start, just send in your Tumblr questions. Yeah. If you're like, what's going on in my head? Send it through. <laughs> Love to talk about it. And, obviously, it's all anonymous. We don't care who you are, what you are, what's up. Yeah. Tell us everything. <laughs> it's a safe space, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not everything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's certain things you probably want to keep between you and your internet service provider. But <laughs> um, the most main, things. They know everything as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but guys, also, I think we're debuting a regular segment. Too, oh, aren't yeah, we, we are. Yeah. Do you know about this, Peter? Um, is it? <laughs> perhaps. It's I know in the brainstorming phase, I was very excited about a particular segment. Is it that one? Yes, yes we're yes. going to be doing filthy faves. Yes, filthy. So yeah. make sure you listen to the whole show tonight because you can stick around right at the end. We'll be doing that. Can we do a prelib of what a filthy is? A filth can either be disgusting, it can be erotic, it can be just something that you're filthy over, like mm. that's, mm. or something that you enjoy that is a bit gross mm. or a bit delicious. You never, it can be whatever, whatever you want. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. For those of you who haven't heard our voices, uh, I'll do a little intro myself. Uh, my name is Peter. I'm 21 years old and I think I'm straight majority of the time, but you know, who really knows? And recently, I got dumped. Again, it happens a lot. And so she's out on the prowl and got some experiences to bring to the show. That's what's up. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm Danny, 22, uh, bi, pan, whatever you want to call it. Hey, yeah. nice. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> Embrace the rainbow, guys. <laughs> Embrace the rainbow, taste the rainbow. <laughs> No sponsors. No <laughs> I think Katie's going to um, have a bit of a chat about something now. What's yeah. up, Katie? Um, I was trolling the interwebs, as is my, mm-hmm. as is my life. Is half of my life is just like looking at random stuff online. And I happened upon um, Dolce & Gabbana's latest fashion faux pas, as it were. 
um, because as like I am interested in fashion, but partly because I'm queer, but partly because I dislike it. It's interesting. I like the idea of clothes, but what's really kind of coming into vogue now that is now that people are realizing, oh, we should not be terrible people and actually try and be ethical is you have fashion brands who are going with that and changing their dynamics with how they interact with customers and how they go about this global kind of interconnected world that we're in. And then you've got this guy who is this guy's particularly is Stefano Gabbana, who is the short, I think the short, angrier one. (laughs) But um, so if Dolce & Gabbana is a luxury fashion brand and they've got a bit of a history with this level of nonsense like they were known to the queer community like because they were like IVF families aren't real families mm-hmm. and the only tra- the only family is the traditional family which is like all right you're one of your main buyers is Elton John but okay <laughs> um so that happened and then it kind of faded into obscurity but people were like yo that's not all right yeah in 2013 they used blackamore prints which is Blackmore was a style and form of art that originated post-Middle Ages. It was part of like the whole European fascination with Orientalism. It was basically after they were like got went into North Africa and were like, oh, these people exist. Let's make them into furniture. <laughs> and they were like, oh, it's a big, it's like, oh. And their argument was like, oh, we had these artworks on prints because they're a big part of Sicilian culture. And I'm like, you know what else was a big part of European culture that's not allowed now? Slavery. You know what else is not okay and appropriate? Um... I don't know, sexual slavery as well as like marrying 13-year-olds. You know, there's a lot of things that were traditional that we don't do anymore. Mm. And so they were like, because basically like, oh, it's not racist, it's art. And I'm like, I hate to break it to you, (laughs) but art can be racist. It doesn't mean that it's, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. And basically it was called Blackamoor because people in North Africa and like in that kind of region were called the Moors for some reason, which is actually quite a grot term, so like, don't use it. And it basically came to signify this art movement, but then also became a slang term for a very dark-skinned person because they would literally just paint these people black and they would be fur- used, it would be furniture, it was an ornamentive style. So basically mm. it wasn't something that was a magnificent piece by itself, it was something that was meant to be decorative, which yeah. it's not hard to read into how that's not not cool and mm. kind of a bit gross but like an accessory yes so you mm. know that sort of deal and they were like but it's beautiful and everyone's like no stop that <laughs> and so that was their racist past and the racist present takes them to they tried to do a show in china in shanghai specifically and so they don't do it in the same time as the other fashion brands do they have their own couture or like version of couture fashion that goes on in separately so it was their own show no one else was there and they'd organized it with all these Chinese celebrities all these influencers models like it was a big deal and they made an ad for it that was basically a beautiful Chinese model trying to eat Italian food with chopsticks and basically it was condescending and misogynistic at best and just but honestly it was just racist and rude like she treating her like an imbecile yeah like who doesn't know how to do anything. And it's like, first of all, Italy, you hate to break to you, got pasta from Napoleon after you went to China. Mm-hmm. You're eating noodles, shut up and sit down. So it was like, first of all, that's just stupid in and of itself. 
And then his response when people were like, okay, that wasn't good. That's not a way to like entice your audience to buy your product yeah. by treating them like idiots. So he got called out on Instagram. And the place where people get called oh, out. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then it got... He went off as uh, Stefano Gabbana went off. Just like he, super defensive mode. Super defensive. But also, I've got some quotes. Oh, and it's like... T. I... He called people who in China is like, well, we don't eat dogs, so how can we be racist? He called Chinese people a dirty mafia and said that they were racist because they ate dogs and that they couldn't possibly be racist because they were selling to them. And then didn't and he say he got hacked? And yes! And oh he's my like, God. You got no, yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I'm my so sorry. My keyboard. <laughs> um, and it's like, you have a history of this, so you can't say that you were hacked. And also... That's the internet version of the dog ate my homework. Yeah. Uh, and so basically, China was like, and the whole organization were like, you know what? Get out of my house. Yeah. <laughs> like, you come into my house and you talk this. And basically, people, Chinese celebrities, like, obviously, it went off on Instagram and then it made its way onto We WeChat or the um, Chinese national social media. It blew up there. Influencers dropped out. Modeling agencies boycotted mm -hmm. the event. Um, the show was cancelled, and people who were working over there, their visas were getting withdrawn while they were in Shanghai. So they're like, nah, don't even try it. And it's like they have had a massive economic hit. Like they have lost so much money mm. because this guy has an ego bigger than anything that he could handle and decided that I'm going to treat people like crap and then get mad when they call me out yeah. for it. I think it's an interesting topic to understand where the lines are crossed between traditionalism and being woke and aware of current day social mm -hmm. policies and attitudes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if you, like, you know, dressed up, uh, what are those dolls that were, were black, slave dolls? Oh, gollywogs. Yeah, gollywogs. That's a really Australian thing. But, yeah. And it's weird and my boyfriend hey, like, didn't know what a gollywog was he was from new zealand yeah it's, it's so, so i had one as a kid <gasps> which is messed up but mm. obviously didn't know what they were yeah. but it's yeah. like bringing back a gollywog and i don't know painting it up in a prettier picture and saying that you're i don't know paying homage to past years of art and doll making yeah and it's well, like um can we grow now like can we be can we not revisit that? Okay. like let's not revisit that it's basically it would be like I don't know. Because, especially because they're a major fashion brand who is a global brand, it's kind of like, you should know what's up. And it's they haven't been one of the ones that have been, like, trying to sell diet wokeness. Like, Dior has to a degree. I'm not going to say it. Because they, like, they did the, um, this is what feminism looks like. And, like, all the t-shirts that went down in the Me Too movement. Mm. Like, I'm not really on board with that. Because, first of all, why are you selling a t-shirt as a major fashion brand? please leave that's like i can get one and chuck it on there for five bucks like yeah. no um and but dolce and gabbana has this like kind of history of in being a young brand to a degree and now it's just like you've pissed off so many people you haven't tried he was also he got people were like why are you dressing meliana 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 trump melania trump he was like dressed her and then when people were, like boycott dg he made t-shirts about it so yeah. he's very much a troll. He's not into like being a 
decent, ethical human being. Any press is good press. Yeah. Mm. Except when it loses you thousands of dollars at a fashion show <laughs> I in <was> China. Hacked. <laughs> I was hacked. And it's like, they did a video and it honestly looked exactly like the um, Johnny Depp and I'm like video of like oh. oh yes like it was basically that but them being like I'm sorry that we said such horrible things about your country and people yeah has there been like internal consequences for him though they think they're probably going to have to fire him I don't know if anything's been decided yet yeah but like even if that's the mentality like, oh like I suppose we should fire him the fact that like, he wasn't dropped immediately yeah. it says a lot about people's ideas around fashion and what is important because what's his position in the company is he like well he's a, I think he's not the CEO but he's like on that kind of level I yeah. think but he's and also he's the face of it it's he's his the name Gabbana, yeah. yeah he's the Gabbana in Dolce <laughs> and Gabbana so it's like kind of a big deal yeah. but then it's also because it's difficult because then you have celebrities who say that they're like supporting more progressive views who are woke who wear Dolce and Gabbana mm. still even after like everything else before this yeah and you're like some people because it's contracts like you, some there is issues where this kind it, of yeah. incestuous world of like fashion and clothing and media and celebrity like it's always been a thing but if you're contracted to wear them, like I think Janelle Monet, who I love and who mm. is very much not about that nonsense, has yeah. worn it and Cardi B does, but she's problematic. But <laughs> like for different reasons. Also, again, homophobic reasons, but that's also more her husband. And I'm like, <sighs> but anyway. <laughs> so it's like interesting how people in ethics and ethical fashion is a thing. I think I might come back to that at some point. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah. I think it is a thing. And I've seen uh, through my Instafeed at least pretty much people boycotting Dolce & Gabbana now. Yeah. Um, and making clear points of action against his words and calling him pretty much an imbecile for mm-hmm. c- claiming it a hack. It's like, instead yeah. of a major fashion brand, you're just a major fucking trash fire, honestly. Just it's just when people stop. become too, fa- too powerful too quickly <sighs> and they think that their power is, I guess, invisible to any kind of strengths that other people would need yeah. to think about. Mm. Where they just kind of consider it as, oh, other people might be considered as being rude, but this is art if we do it. Yeah, and it's also like, he. I think it's also interesting that they've had such a real-world implication from the fact that because he was talking nonsense in a DM on Instagram, like, they've a multi-million dollar global brand has lost so much money because the head couldn't keep his mouth shut on Instagram. And why like would that, you keep what is the like world that, that we're board? what <laughs> is the world that we're living in though? It's like a conversation it's like how is the internet and social media is considered was considered frivolous for such a long time is now a major global player mm. in how we interact with the world. So it's really cool and interesting and I'm kind of looking forward to seeing where this all ends up, but I kind of also know that it's going to just get swept under and people will still mm, wear it. But we want to see him but out. We want, t- want him out. Mm. Want him out. We want some uh, mm-hmm. pushovers. No more. I will not wear any more of my Dolce & Gabbana. Yeah, that's the other <laughs> thing. That I have <laughs> so get back to us. Like, What do you guys think about um, boycotting like major fashion brands, especially if you're a broke-ass bitch like myself, <laughs> who has never bought a... Dolce & Gabbana or anything, not that you would, it's trash. But it's also not great fashion. That's not the point. Anyway, <laughs> let us know what you think about this whole shenanigans and get back to us on Tumblr. Ooh, yeah. Naughty Rucho, Sin Nation, nice to have you with us. So I have just been on a date today. Yes, Peter. Yes, Peter. <laughs> back in the game. Um, if you were listening last week, you know that I had my heart shat on. 
Um, <laughs> but I was I was raw, you know. There was emotion. Petey was sad, um, and I still am. Like I just think that it's a good method to get distracted by getting more attention from other people. So that's my method. So I went back on Bumble, and I've only ever been on like literally now three dates on Bumble. Mm. So I was chatting to this guy who was like the one out of 300 swipes that I had done all week (laughs) because it's tragic. And so, I don't know, I didn't even suggest it. I was just having a chat just for the sake of having a chat, but he wanted to meet up, so we went out for dinner. And I want to know, when is it too soon to start dating after a breakup? And what are, I guess, the mechanisms of coping with it? What prepares you for it? What do you have to be wary of and respectful of? Um, And I don't know, like, is it the same for everyone? Because I've met people who have said, oh, I've just come out of a relationship. And you'd be like, oh, like, how recent? And they're like, 12 months. (laughs) You're like, oh, okay. Or they're like, 15 months. And you're like, oh, we're talking like children now. Okay, like infants when they're like not a year and three months. 15 months. (laughs) If your child is 24 months, you need to get a grip of yourself and slap you. I will reach across this table. I do not care. I've been so infuriated by that. So I'm like the opposite of that where I may not be, I guess, entirely ready and I want to know what entirely ready means to start dating, and but I, I just kind of throw myself out there. I think that idea of readiness is a bit of a myth. Mm, like, I think it's, yeah. I, I don't know if you're ever emotionally ready, yeah. like, to love again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's... I think it depends on your the person and how long your relationship was mm. and how intense that was. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. I think I heard somewhere where it was like you need to have like a week per like month that you were together is like you should like have like if you're together for like a year you should have like 12 weeks off. Yeah. Wow, okay. But that's if it was like an intense relationship. Mm. It was like we were seeing each other like here and there for a year. Meh. Mm. Do mm. what you want. But one of the things I think is important is to be like am you at a stage where the baggage from your previous relationship is that still fresh and is that still impacting your decision making with the person you're currently mm. dating? Like, yeah. are you looking for things in this new person that you were seeing in your uh, old partner? Are you going looking for that mm. baggage rather than like yeah, you trying to move be on? Projecting your yes. stuff onto other people. Mm. And I think boundaries has a big thing to do with it as well. Like, I mean, Peter, how did you feel after post date? Were you like, oh, that was. Like um, nice to get back out there. Yeah. Was that a sorbet? Was it like a dating sorbet, or was it more like, oh, was this it, comfort like, food, or what was, type of? Um, it went better than I expected it to. Oh. I like was on verge of having a bit of a panic attack when I was in the car, and I don't usually get like that. And I thought I was so ready to go on this date because um, I had already, I've already slept with someone since this last person, and we weren't together that long. It was just a bit intense of a relationship moved quite quickly. Mm. So um, while I was in the car, I was like, what am I doing? Like, what if I hate this person and I have to sit through dinner for like an hour and a half, two hours, just like hating myself and like feeling bad for them. But it was good conversation. And and this guy had even said like he doesn't really ever go out on Bumble dates. So, you know, I felt like, oh, this is a new experience for you. Cute. First time. Um, And... Yeah, so I feel refreshed. I feel like yeah. I've done something to help 
me in terms of, like, making me feel a bit better about my position. Like, I'm still, you know, admired or I'm still a good time. I'm not, like, a sappy who's just going to start crying <laughs> about someone I used to be with. Like, gross. You're yeah. like, I've taken a step on this, like, mm. journey. That is my life. And I'm taken away <laughs> from, like, the sad bit where, like, yes, I've affirmed that I'm still a gorgeous, fabulous That's human right. being mm-hmm. and I'm going to continue doing that. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I can do it on my own now. Whereas mm-hmm. before I was kind of holding out for any more validation or closure from this previous person. It's not like that's an entirely closed book. Like, it's mm-hmm. been, like, two weeks. I can't do that. Like, I can't just be like, see ya, bye. Yeah. Um, you can't just yeet the relationship as far away from you <laughs> as possible. But it's really interesting because <laughs> I've been in other relationships that lasted, like, the same amount of time, if not longer, and they had done something to me where it was a betrayal of trust or it was a difference in values, and I was like, nah, see ya, done. And literally, like, was so over the person, I'd jump into a pool of, like, men after that. Yeah. And, like, just wanted to be single and, like, flee myself everywhere. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've been in little relationships where I've been a bit emotionally um, hit in the head. And it would have only been, like, a three-month relationship, but they cheated on me. So it took me, like, nine months to get the ball yeah. going again with trusting yeah. other people. So it's a real mixed bag. And yeah. I feel like closure is such an unpredictable thing. Like, I have this guy, we literally slept together like two years ago, mm. and he still like pops up <laughs> in my life every now and then. And you're like, is this meant to be? Yeah, so like, like, I'm just like, what, like, what is happening? Because like, I just, like, I just like behave like an adult. I behave like an adult, but I've been blocked by this person on oh, social wow. media like twice mm. by like doing nothing. Wow. I think because he wants me maybe to just like get on my knees and, you know, like not, mm. sorry, that was a bit hey. crazy. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like just expects me to, you know, just Roll give him all my attention or whatever. Just kind of be like, oh, I'm going to block you. And then when you unblock me, you'll be like, yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, and I think closure is so. Yeah, you're right. Closure is depending on how a relationship ends, kind of, depending on has more of an influence almost than how the actual relationship was. Yeah. Because you can really, like, looking back over a relationship, it can be really coloured by how it ended. So, like, if someone cheated, it's like, ugh, you're the worst person ever. If it was, like, a decent ending, you can be a bit rose-tinted about it. Yeah. Like, I've... I haven't dated much and I'm terrible at it, but um, my, like, first relationship ended really well and I'm still, like, best mates Mm. with her. So it's like... She's someone that I go back and like hang out with her current boyfriend and watch anime together oh, and like so chill out with them. And yeah. it's like, this is, ab- and they only got together, like we were together for a year, but I was away for four months because I wasn't traveling on my gap year. Mm. So, like, so the relationship, we were best mates and then we were dating. And then I moved here to do uni. And then, like, a month later, she started dating this new guy. And that was sad for me because I'm like, she's excellent. And now someone else is, like, seeing that and I'm mm. not. Yeah. But it wasn't a big... But it still wasn't, like, hurting. It was more just like, oh, yeah. this is happening. This That's ended. That's that. And, like, having that closure and being able to go back and chat and be best mates and message each you other. You know what's interesting, though? If I knew that he'd been on a date in this last week, I would be mortified and broken. But I think because he broke up with me, I'm like, I can do whatever I want. Yeah. Yes. The person <laughs> who gets broken up with has more power than the break person right? doing the breakup. Yeah. Is that a thing? Thank I you. I feel like it is, especially post-breakup, because you're like, Ugh. and you can be the victim. Not Yay. victim, but you've got more <laughs> license to be like, well, I, this wasn't my choice, so I can just yeah. do whatever I want. Whether yeah. it's like, if you choose to break up with someone and then you're 
a sad you have the right to be sad about it but or like you can be whatever obviously but if you're then like a month later like oh i regret that decision it's like well that's you you done goofed you have no recourse to go and ask for someone back if you dumped them yeah it's like this type of people who break up with someone because they're not emotionally ready and then you see them you know, dating someone else that is my yeah. worst fear yeah that is my worst fear if i went on a date with someone in the same restaurant he was on a date with someone i would literally have to walk out and cry i'd be like mm-mm Slay your boy. Yeah. I'm and done. I wouldn't know how to not take that personally, I don't think. Like, yeah. I'm pretty good at not taking things personally, but that sort of situation. And that's what's up. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was emotionally frazzled and not himself and needed to be alone. So when you need to be alone, it means no more suitors. <laughs> don't have sex with anyone. Yes. I'll see you in six months when you're ready. <laughs> yeah. 100% for that, though. If people are like, uh, I just rather, I would rather someone be brutal about it and be mm. like, I don't want to date you anymore because we don't work as a couple versus I need some time to find myself. Yeah. <laughs> and then next minute they're like someone else's on their arm and yeah. you're just like, excuse me. That's right. What about finding yourself by yourself, self, sir? So my question is, am I prematurely protecting myself from that? Is that what I'm doing? Am I like fat padding just in case that ever happens? In, term, in case it, you, um, like, he like moves on. Oh, so you like you draw first. You've sh- you've taken. Yeah, that. you're doing so. Like you've you've gone on the date first. So you're like, mm. ha, mm. suck. You can't you can't Beat do this. Punch, you can't hurt like, me because I've already done that. Like, like it's happening. That's that's what I think it is. I think it's just yeah, some kind of defense mechanism. But at the same time, this guy's nice. Yeah, like, but do you see a second date? Lovely. Yeah, definitely. Like good looking chick or he's very good. Yeah. I was like really impressed. Heck I was like, yes. yeah. Your pickies did not do you justice. When the more beautiful in person, that oh never gosh. happens. And never. Just like, oh, yes. No, but no, with guys, I think that's fair because sometimes we don't know how to use, like, mm. don't know how don't to take good photos. Like, I'm the most awkward person in photos. And, like, I feel like a lot of. I hate my boyfriend. I want you to weigh in on this. So, for you guys listening at home, if you've been in a relationship and then felt awkward about when it would be appropriate to date someone or were quite nervous about them dating someone, how did you go about it? And if you want to tell us, slip into Tumblr questions anonymously. You don't have to have a Tumblr at thenaughtyrucho.tumblr.com forward slash ask. For now, I'm going to answer that with I'm preparing to protect myself. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm a Cancerian and I'm emotionally vulnerable. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's what's up. 100%. We've, we've done it. I've answered it. That's what's up. Thank you very much. So... Weigh in on this. Let me know. Tell us on Tumblr. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. You just heard Cameo Lover by Kimbra. You're here with myself, Danny, Peter and Katie. What's up, guys? Not much. Not much? <laughs> Not much. What is up is Tumblr time. <laughs> and we've got one hectic question <laughs> from a guy who was up but probably isn't anymore. Oh, my Lord. Um, which is... Should I be mad if a girl was giving me head and she vomited on my you know what? First of all, is if a girl's penis? if a girl's giving you head, you should be able to name your genitals, whoever this is. I'm sorry, but no. Well, yeah, we literally can't tell, so ambiguous. So I'm like, if first of all, okay, we'll start with give if it if the person involved has vomited on your penis, that means you've choked them. Which means you should apologize <laughs> and should not be mad. But like, or, were they overzealous? Yeah, maybe? like was it a you know like a you know gag reflex gone wrong, mm. or was it like she was you know maybe had drunk too much? Mm. Like who knows? Or 
So it's like there's multiple questions here, but no, you shouldn't be mad. You should probably laugh because that's funny. Check if they're okay. Check if they're okay. (laughs) Um, If they have vomited on your vulva, I would probably get in the shower straight away because that's probably not good for your flora, like your Mm. bacterial flora. That's not going to be good for it. Like that's acid. That's food. That's just not It's nasty. Um, But no, you shouldn't be mad. Don't be mad. Especially if it's just an honest mistake, I Because guess. it happens a lot. I know Honestly. so many friends who have accidentally barfed on penis. I know that. Like, same. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. It's happened. It's mm. not It's not fun for anyone involved. Because, mm. like, you're like, how do you deal with... Th-? Also, I feel proud for the person, because how do you deal with that? Like, do you... If they've noticed, or if they haven't noticed... I think they know. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, there's some so bad wet. ones. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, but no, it's, like, it's a bad time, but it's also, like, you shouldn't, like, accidents happen in yeah. sex. All's fair, all's fair in love and war, and this is, like, just, sometimes it just happens. You can't do anything about yeah, it. Yeah, agreed. It might be a bit of an awkward conversation afterwards, but, I don't know, mm-hmm. be adults about it. Don't eat like a whole burrito before you give head as well like just mm. as a heads up like maybe don't like fill your stomach up I reckon it's a kebab thing yes <sighs> post night kebab mm. it would definitely and that would be terrible to throw up mm. oh. oh I feel so bad for I just pee just pee on the um, next question daddy <laughs> yeah we've got one from our boy Luke hey um Okay, so, hi, Naughty Rude. Do you think virginity and pure stuff is overrated in this day and age? Or just go wild like rabbits and try every sexual, um, I don't know what you... Experience. Experience? Yeah, thing out. Um, First of all, 100% aloe vera is an excellent lube. So if you're going about 100% pure stuff, like, get involved in that. It's also good if you've got, like, a sensitive vulva. It doesn't, like, agitate you. Some people are like, oh, use coconut oil. That can become... It's comedogenic, which means that it's a bit heavy, which means it actually gives you pimples. But So it's like it can be a bit heavier for people who have a more sensitive vulva in their life. So using 100% pure virgin aloe vera, go ahead. Um... Virginity, no. I'm gonna cancel that. (laughs) To like, I haven't touched anyone, and I'm 25. I'm pure. Also, it kind of concepts. First of all, like virginity didn't exist until virginity is a myth. Virginity is everyone's the words. (laughs) The word like the word virgin literally meant like women of marriageable, like a young woman who wasn't married, who was of sexual age. That's all it meant, and then it was co-opted because they're like. We must control the vagina. Yeah. We cannot yeah. be ha- We can't. You control what comes out of it, but we can control <laughs> what goes into it. Yeah. That's what we can do. And it's like, all right, cool. But it, in terms of, and also, it kind of is a bit different when you're queer because if you're yeah. like asexual or whatever, you might not ever have a loss of virginity. Or if you're a queer woman, you might not have penetrative loss of virginity. Mm. Yeah. You might not ever be dehymenated. That's fine. That's mm-hmm. a valid choice. Who wants that? I think um, it's more about just, like, having your first sort of sexual encounter, not, mm. like, losing your virginity, because that's so... Sexual like, debut, beach. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so much more empowering. Yeah. Oh, love it. When I lost my heterosexual virginity, <laughs> I... When you were dehymenated. <laughs> yeah. But I think I was before that anyway, because I have fingers. 
Um, so when it like was P in the V, um, I was in schoolies and I literally came home to my house of girls and was like doing the high five run. Yeah. <laughs> Bitches, I did it. And Boys. it was so great. That's Best excellent. feeling ever. And just personally, like I am a bit threatened and intimidated by the prospect of being with someone who hasn't experienced anything. To me, it's, it's not like not necessarily like there should be attractive and unattractive virtues of people depending on their experiences but I feel a bit more pressured when a person hasn't been with someone else before I probably prefer more experience so to me it's a bit more attractive if you've got some baggage in that department personally because you're like I gotta walk you through this it's like we've got to run the bases we've got to be like this is how this works this is how the controls I'm not ready to succeed the controls to you yet you need a training run (laughs) hold my hand (laughs) but do you guys always think it would like it would be the case like because sex is just like a natural thing Mm. like do you reckon it's possible for maybe someone who's making their debut to just sort of if they're confident enough just to let it flow and it goes relatively well if they've done research However, there was a couple who were like, we're infertile, we don't know what to do, went to the doctor and it's like, you've been having anal sex your entire marriage because they never had sex ed and they were quite conservative and religious. So they were like, we're trying to have a baby. And it's like, you've been, that's not, you can't, but babies don't live. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't know, like what's what's the verdict? Is virginity and purity overrated? Yep. Yeah. I'd say so. But also don't be insecure if you haven't experienced everything. I think it's just about communication and, you know, I I think when you're just sprung up on like two minutes into any kind of sexual activity and you're like, oh, by the way, I'm a virgin. Like no one wants to hear that because they feel pressured. Someone's done that to me and I was like, (laughs) oh, dear. (laughs) Like, I don't know if I really want to be that person for you because everyone remembers their first real coming out in the sexual category. And I don't really know. So it was just, it was announced to you, like, mid Literally, it was like, okay, go get a condom. And then he's like, oh, by the way. And I'm like, oh, Oh, no, no. no. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. No. Still did it, but. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The person, like... I, yeah, nah, I told the dude, like, after, like, I'd literally met him five minutes before, and I was like, oh, by the way, this, and he was like, yeah, right, and, I, and then he was like, oh, damn, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it's a bit different, but it's, yeah, it's, I think, something that you shouldn't be ashamed of, and it shouldn't be something that you should feel pressured to mm. go out and get rid of. People are selling their virginity these days, and that's a yeah, bit intense. That's a new one. That that's is... It was like even featured on a movie recently or there was like a documentary where someone did that. I'm trying to remember what it was. Yeah, I saw it in the news a while ago. Some girl was like doing it for donations um, and like the parents were just shooketh because they didn't know how to be supportive of the fact that this girl's like taking on some kind of humanitarian position because she was I think doing it for the purpose of saying that a lot of women get raped and sexually assaulted don't get to choose when they lose their virginities whereas I want people to donate and then I'm going to sell my virginity and that was hectic I don't Um, even know if that was fictional or if it was um, not fictional but that, um, that I just read here that she was paying off her student fees ah. and helping her parents pay off their mortgage. That's another case. Well, that's interesting. So, like, how would you feel as a parent if you virginity. knew like, your daughter was doing that? Like, oh, well, How dear. would you feel if your kid... I guess it's like no one gives a toss really about masculine virginity to a degree. Yeah. But if it's... Val- like, that's, a th- that's 
you basically what people used to do was they used to sell and s- sell mm. off their kids virginity yeah. Mm. Yeah. for bloodlines but now i think like i'm pro sex work like 100 percent. like you should be able to do what you want and the fact that she's like i exist in this world that this is worth something even though it's worthless to me Mm. It's worth something to other people, and I've got an education that I want to pay for that is worth me, and I don't mind swapping for that. I'm like, I can, I can get it, and like get yeah. your hustle on, like do that, but Pseudo make it your and a mortgage. That is one expensive virginity. Yeah, you just make people think about the people who buy this. Some people have very specific kinks, mm. and some people pay a lot of money. If you guys want to light up some more of our Tumblr questions. Again, you don't have to have a Tumblr account. They are anonymous if you just slip right into this direct <laughs> hey, this direct link here. So if you do want to hit that up, you can do so at the thenaughtyridgeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We'll be checking up on it throughout the entire show. This is Naughty Rude. And now we're going to talk a little bit about queer sex ed. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Get into it. <laughs> yes, we're... um. You have two real-life queers in the studio. Here. I'm going to be honest, I've never had any queer sex ed at school, and that's I a problem. Either. We didn't either. So yeah. right, I was like, what is this? What is what is anything? And <laughs> what is sex, actually? That's, like, another thing. Yeah. What is it, and how do we do it safely? And what if we haven't had sex ed? Or you've just consulted Google, and you're like, what is all of this? Mm. This is terrifying. First of all, heteronormative nonsense, take that, put it in the bin. <laughs> then kick the bin outside. It's not wanted. It's like it can stay out of the classroom. It's unnecessary right now. So I think a lot of people have this idea that sex is penetrative. And mm. that's just not true. It is a sex, not the sex. It can be avoided if you don't want to do it. It can be completely ignored. It can be all you do if that's what you're into. Um, but it's also going to be done in different ways depending on what configuration you've got between your partner or partners or if you have, depending on what like you're working with. And it should generally involve a condom and like practice be practiced safely and even if you're like using a strap on, even if you're using like toys, it's easier to put a condom on a toy even if you, and wash that afterwards yeah. because it's easier to keep clean. It's easier if you're using it on multiple people, you just swap condoms rather than have to go, oh, pause. <laughs> yeah. I need to go get my water and like my silicone safe soap and yeah. get a good scrub. Like it's not, it's not sexy, but you know what is sexy? Safe sex, bam, and lube. Use <laughs> Do lube. <laughs> And especially if you're using condoms and you're, say, you're doing anal sex, certain lubes that are more designed for anal sex aren't condom friendly. You can get ones that are silicon based that aren't going to like, which are better for that sort of gear. Um, Water based lubes and silicon are fine for condoms. But if you're using like petroleum based or oil based, like we mentioned before, coconut oil is no bueno for condoms. (laughs) It will tear them. But aloe vera, as we said before, Mm. is good. But... Like, if you've got it in your garden, you could probably do that, but you can also get it, but it has to be the 100% stuff with no alcohol in it, because alcohol's no good for condoms either. So, if you, and it doesn't matter, if you have a vulva, that does not mean you don't use your lube. You 100% use your lube, because if your, like, mind is, like, 100% there, but your body's just not quite with the program then that's fine. Just use it, and make sh- and don't, it's not a cop-out at all, if you need to, 
Like, no. don't be ashamed of it. That was one of the best things I learned, like, going to uni, fun facts, is mm. that lube is, like, absolutely fine. Doesn't matter what dynamic you've got in when you're having sex. Some people are just naturally less moist mm-hmm. than other people and can produce mm. more of their own lubrication and others just can't. Yeah. So yeah. if you feel really turned on but it's quite painful, it's not your fault at all. Loops no. the way. Use it. And also it's like depending on how old you are and if you are taking hormones, like if you're a trans mm. person, your setup will be different and your body changes with how your with the hormones that you're taking so even if and your body will change but everyone's fun fact everyone has different genitals literally no like it's a fingerprint no it's not going to look the same as anyone so that means that and everyone reacts to things differently so each new person you have sex with it will be a learning experience and that's absolutely fine and there should be if you can't talk about it, like if you can't call a spade a spade or a penis penis, as it were, you should not be having sex. Because if you can't talk about it, then why? how can you do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Speaking of which, everyone can give slash receive oral sex. If you can't do or won't do oral sex, then you, sh- again, should not be having sex unless it's like a specific reason because that's medical or like whatever but if you're like yes you should give me head but i won't give you head you can get out of my house no (laughs) unacceptable because again if you can't put your mouth on someone's genitals you shouldn't be having sex because that means you're not ready for that and that's fine this just makes me think of um barbie dreams by Nicki minaj and dj khaled What? Oh. What's a reference? I don't know. I haven't heard oh, it. Oh, because he went on some Twitter rant. Um, DJ Khaled doesn't eat pussy. Yeah. <gasps> and I am quoting my friend Rach here, who was a co-host on Loud and Queer last season. The rules apply the same to leftover food and pussy. If you won't eat it, oh. I will. <gasps> so, and he got called out by like D. DJ Khaled got called out by The Rock, so I'm like, um... Oh, my God. No. 1v1. I want to see it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, when it comes to, like, queer sex, it's like, again, same rules apply. Experiment, communicate, and, like, with most things, communication and act is the key to success. So if you can't talk to your partner about what's good for you and what's not good for you, then you need to have a sit-down with yourself. Yeah. And sit down with them and be like, yo... The sex is terrible, babe. <laughs> like, it's, you need to be able to talk to your partner and you need to be able to have fun with it. And especially if you're new to it and you haven't had sex ed, there are actually really good resources out there, which one of whom we'll be hopefully talking to later. But when it comes to queer sex ed on in Australia, you can access Minus 18. They've got some really good stuff. There is some stuff done specifically by queer people for queer people on YouTube and it's better to look at primary resources than say like a Reddit thread because you because yeah. you don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you know there is stuff out there and there are other people out there and if you don't want to have sex don't have sex. It's quite simple but if you do want to and you don't know how to do it do your research and also do your own research. Get to know your body. Get to know how it works. Get to know how it changes. If you've got, like, say, medical issues that either because you're trans or because of your body, like, I can't 
for me, like penetration is like no bueno unless there is a lot of work done because I have endometriosis, which basically means that my period doesn't grow where it's meant to grow and it causes a lot of pain, a lot of problems. Like before there was a time where I could not like masturbate without causing myself severe cramps and pain for like ages. And so for some people like there's especially and for some reason vaginas and vulvas get a lot of terrible nonsense happening to them. <laughs> like just is like there might be reasons that you can't just you can't jump right in, so to speak. You might have to work up and there you might have to use or find other ways around sex and that's fine. Mm. Because penetration all ain't all that great. It's not like the be all and end all. It can be, mm. but like oral sex is just as valid or any other sex is just as valid. Yeah. As and long. the oral sex doesn't have to be on the genitals. No. It can be on your bum. Yes, rimming is Everyone's definitely got a, thing. a bum. Everyone? So everyone can have bum oral. And if you've <laughs> <laughs> your eyes just lit up as you bum. said that. Yes. <laughs> I like rimming and anal sex and like oral sex for on your butt is good for everyone. Like again, do your research. Go have a shower. Like, yeah. it's fine. Mm, and again, if you're like, I can't put my mouth on your butt, but you can put your dick in it, like, really? Yeah. Calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, don't be, don't be so precious about it. So, I don't know. Oh, that's, a really, that's a good recap. Yeah. Yes. If you have any thoughts on this topic, do hit us up. Um, we're on Twitter. We're on the Twitter. Um, we are. At Naughty Rude. And also Tumblr, uh, the Naughty Rude Show dot com. No, no. The Naughty Rude <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The Naughty Rude Show dot dot com forward slash ask. Do get around it because we want to hear from you. Yeah. And um, as Katie just so eloquently put it, we're going to be talking about tools and throwbacks now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we were having a bit of a chat about queer sex ed just before. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess I'm kind of curious to know, like, when we were all growing up, um, did we all have sex ed um, in primary school? I mm. didn't have sex ed. I had, like, health ed around, like, puberty and, yeah. like... The one thing that was like, you may find yourself attracted to boys. I'm like, ha, unlikely. <laughs> um, it's like, no, they're stupid. I'm like, oh, they might grow on you. I'm like, like a mold. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I remember the first one for me in primary school was they divided the boys and the girls up, and this was in probably like grade fourish, oh. and they were just like, oh boys, you need to start, like, wearing deodorant to school <gasps> and things like that. Oh, I wish. Yeah. <laughs> you smell. That was, like, the first one. Yeah, like, you smell. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're nasty. <laughs> um, like, defunk. And then the second talk was maybe, like, a year later. Yes, Katie? I have a question. Yeah. Did they tell you to defunk your foreskin? No, they didn't. Ew. Which they should they have. They need to do that. I still feel like there are guys who don't know this. Oh, mate, I have seen like, Stinky Dink. God, stinky. it's... Just like a dick. It, it should be intuitive. Like, how do guys not know oh, this? But that's, that's lazy. That's the thing, though. That's why circumcision is so popular in the United States, because they're too prudish to be like, yo, spawn. You see that, like, turtleneck <laughs> on the end of your penis? Pull that back, mm. get it, it clean, clean, and then let it go. Otherwise, I'm going to take you to the doctor, and it's going to get chopped off because it'll be infected. That's all you need to do. Efficient, it's really not hard. scare tactics, don't. As an owner of a penis, I can say it's <laughs> not hard. Just do it. Does anyone else have a penis in the room? I don't. 
No, no. I left mine at home. Mm-mm. Not today. Um, and then we had, I think about a year later, then they like brought in like an external like sex ed person mm. to like a talk and gave a talk to us. We didn't have any idea of what to tell you, so we got someone an expert <laughs> yeah, in some right side. When they get pretty too much. squeamish, they're like, I'm going to pass it over to someone who's qualified. <laughs> Because I don't think many schools are qualified. Um, yeah. And, like, their values, like, if it dips into their values and against them, then if they bring someone else to say it, it's okay. Yeah. So, like, sometimes with Catholic schools, that would be the case. Yeah. Um, my school did the same thing where it was, like, girl talk, and literally it was girls talk, boy talk. Yeah. It's one of those things. <laughs> Boys were, like, talking about hard-ons, yep, like, the stiffies, getting, like, random energy to just fuck something <laughs> and wet dreams. And girls were like, oh, you're going to get your period and you're going to be grumpy. <laughs> and here's how not to get pregnant. And make or your parents die. disown you. <laughs> I know. I thought sex ed was going to be, like, super, super positive. Because, like, I think I was, like, a relative, like, um, sex positive, like, 10, 11-year-old. Like, yeah, like, I was, like, going to the info session thinking, like, oh, like, we're going to talk about, like, being, like, po- positive about, like, masturbation and things oh, like that. And I didn't things even like know that. what masturbation was when I oh, was honey. And, like, and <laughs> I was just so disappointed. Like, we were just learning about, like, uh, pregnancy lasts for nine months. I was like, cool. Like, we know I this. I googled that, like, five yeah. minutes ago. It's fine. I want to ask you guys about masturbation when you were younger because it was just kind of frowned upon in a way from girls' perspectives of mostly, like, especially I'd say any type of girls, like, just on the spectrum of sexuality, like, no matter what you're turned on by, mm. it just wasn't really talked about. And if you did it, it was like, oh, my God, hypersexual, like, come the flip down, Janice. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Janice. <laughs> but the boys would be, like, talking about, yeah, I had a bat the other day. Oh, oh I took God. some photos of a couple of girls on Pornhub. I had a bat. You're yeah. like, what's a bat? And they're like, oh, you don't do it. You don't have a dick. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I remember being in high school, actually, and being, like, one of the people I knew was just like, oh, yeah, talking about masturbation. like, oh, we're talking about masturbation. You have nothing to contribute. I'm like, mate, girls masturbate. And it's like, wait, what? And it's like, it's like that thing in Big Mouth where it's like, girls oh, get horny too and their heads explode. <laughs> it was honestly like that. And I feel kind of bad because I was a pervert from a very young age. <laughs> No, I think I was. <laughs> um, I was started masturbating before I knew what it was, and then was like, but I was like, it was kind of stressful because I didn't, because I didn't know what I wanted or how to do it. It was just like, mm, this is frustrating. <laughs> but I had my first sex dream when I was six or seven. Whenever the Men in Black mo- two movie came out, <laughs> and it wasn't about Will Smith. <laughs> It was about uh, Rosario Dawson and the evil tentacle lady, which should have been an <laughs> indicator that I was gay. Oh my god, I had the same. But it thing. wasn't nice for one. like ten years. Yeah. <laughs> like, longer than it. that, I didn't figure out I was queer until I was like seventeen. I was like, Katie, come on. Now. No, same. I had like a dream that I screwed like my best friend in primary school. I was like ten, <laughs> and I just and I didn't come out until I was like oh, eighteen. Like, this come is really on. interesting. Oh, yeah. I have like <laughs> so many wet dreams about like, having sex with women, but I would consider myself, like, more straight than anything. Explain yeah. this. Um, <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> well, sexuality? That's a spectrum. Oh, my God. I've, even, I've had dreams, like, having sex with really old 
random imaginary women and I'd wake up and be shooketh. I'm I like, feel like that's oh more of goodness. like a psychological Freudian <laughs> thing going on. Like, all just like random dreams. girls from my high school that yeah. I like, um, uh, I'm, yeah. like, I'm such a little perv in my head. <laughs> no, like I had heaps of sex dreams or guys in high school that I had never interacted with or mm. like people yeah. I'd see on the street yeah. and stuff like that. So it's like a lot of the time it's like, this isn't actually sexual, but then it's just your subconscious work itself out and it's latched onto this visual because mm. yeah. fun fact you can't imagine faces all the yeah all the faces you see in your dreams are faces you've seen in your real life mm. Mm. so that's why it will be like you'll be having oh. maybe like a sensation or something will be happening and then your brain will be like well this was one we prepared earlier <laughs> so there you go oh. no like i was always i was i've been a wanker from a young age but <laughs> Both like literally and like art based, but oh my god, it's love. yeah. I think it's like self love should be respected, and that's why I think it's really interesting. Like sex, bringing it to the tools segment of yeah. mm-hmm. throwbacks and tools um, was. I think it's really interesting how the sex toy market has kind of really exploded and really kind of is much more accessible now like before it'd be like this really creepy little like sec- mm-hmm. like there was like a dare when you're a teenager to go into the mm-hmm. like the sex yeah, shop yeah. there's one in near where I live that's like looks like it's the lettering and the colouring of it is like Toys R Us oh but it's a sex shop <laughs> and it's genuinely disturbing <laughs> good one but I think it's like and what's really cool actually is like in the last couple of years um, there was a real push for trans inclusive sex toys and there was one that's like specifically for trans men designed by a trans man who called Buck Angel who is a adult film star so he created a whole new genre of porn for people to watch because he was a trans man who didn't have bottom surgery. And so he created a sex toy for trans men who don't have bottom surgery because in Australia, at least, there isn't a surgeon who can do that. Wow. So a lot of people, that's the thing when it's a bit difficult and different for trans people because there isn't access to stuff but now there's access and it's like having a sex toy sounds maybe a bit frivolous but it means that we see you your pleasure is real you Mm. exist and it's designed for and by someone in the industry yeah so it was really cool and it's really interesting that we don't have anyone qualified to do that because in victoria at least you can't change your gender identification on your license unless you had bottom surgery no in Victoria. It's if you have a surgery and that can mean... Oh, no. Really? I heard it was bottom. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because it just messed up. It's like, yeah. mm-hmm, go well, get a yeah. out of here and spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on someone else's health um, plan. There you go. Yeah. See you later. And it's not basically all you have to make want to have surgery yeah. either. You have to make yourself infertile before you can be considered... Wow. Before you can have your gender marker changed. I think that's starting to change. Um before it used to be that you had to be divorced as well because you couldn't before wow. same-sex marriage came through. Oh my god! Yes, oh and WA is still crawling along with that. Oh yeah, Victoria's Victoria is exclusively it. bottom surgery, um, and so many Ugh. other states don't have any like surgery requirements. Um, and yeah, it's just in- incredibly hard. Yeah. yeah, and it's really difficult because it means that you're not able to live your life. Mm. In as authentically yourself because people are like, oh, well, your gender marker says this or does this. Yeah. Tasmania has actually just passed it so that uh, oh, law this, that yeah. um, the birth certificates will are optional to put your 
child's gender down. Oh. So it's much easier for people when they do transition mm. to change their gender markers. And it's not like it becomes a non-issue nearly. And it's like, yes, yeah. this, not you must have a really expensive, painful, invasive surgery that you might not want mm. before you're considered this. So it's like, it's heavy. It's mm. a lot. And so we're just going to throw out to um, Beyond Blue, which is 13002246636, and Kids Helpline, 18005518800. Because it's all fun and games until people are dickheads, basically, is how this goes. But... <laughs> There is stuff out there and there is stuff and I think it's like important that you talk about it and you're able because like, no, like it bit very like obviously we're not going like, to talk to your trans friends about the gentles. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Don't do that. That's not your business. Yeah. Stay out of it, friend. On a lighter note, we have got a Tumblr question uh, that I want to throw to you. So Anonymous has said, a girl invited me back to her house, but I didn't know how to initiate anything, and we ended up just falling asleep on the couch, spooning. How should I have made a move? Because she wanted me to. <laughs> she wanted me to, but now I think I've ruined it. <laughs> she wanted me. She wanted me. <laughs> All right. I'm going to assume this is hetero. Uh, can't tell. But in any case, it doesn't really matter. Um, Ask. I wonder <laughs> if... I don't know... In, know that she assumed that it would happen um at, like maybe she said something afterwards like why didn't you fuck me <laughs> that would be me <laughs> it's like yo i came back with you for a reason why didn't you like follow through with this <laughs> she said it respectfully of course yeah um yeah it's it's a hard ground i think it's really dependent on personalities danny what would you say um so okay so he went back to her place and she was keen and he kind of felt that vibe but they just ended up spooning and falling asleep and he didn't know how to initiate it okay um i don't know come on mate. I, uh, <laughs> how do you initiate it well obviously like like go for it but you know <laughs> like consent's important like yeah it's kind of like i guess you've got to like take the leap at some point yeah but it like it needs to happen in some kind of progressive yeah. way um, and kind of asking for permission to move further as well is important. Yeah. Like, let's just say that you're still on the couch, you're spooning um, and maybe maybe she's, like, rubbing up on your crotch and, and you're like, oh, okay, like, that's nice. <laughs> and then maybe you, like, I don't know, slide your hand up on, on her lady yeah. bosom and you're like... <laughs> Or, but like, even like, just like, I don't know, say something like, oh, like, do you want to move this to the bedroom? Oh, yeah. Or, or like, like whisper in here, like, do you like that? <laughs> and then you're like, Errol's, do you want to put my hand? And then she might be like, on my foot. And then you'll be like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, just try and do it subtly, but progressively, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, you don't go like, oh, you just grazed my crotch. Do you want to fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you want some fuck? Mm. <laughs> like, no. You yeah, you got to, yeah, try and move it slowly, but. Surely forward, I guess. Yeah. Paces. Um, and pa- also, yeah, paces, yeah. if you're, like, as clueless and useless as me, just be straight up about it. Like, yeah, like, what are we hey, doing? Hey, do it's like, can I, also, can I kiss you? And, mm. like, yeah. that's, like, I don't think that's awkward and I don't think that's dumb because it's, like... You can make it really romantic. It's, like, hey. And it's also, it's just, like, being, like, I am into you. I think you're excellent. And... I would like this to continue. Are you cool with that? And it's like, yeah. yes, cool, moving on. And it's like then if you've already established that you check in, especially if it's new and especially if it's an experience you haven't had before, it's mm. always like just go f- and like 
don't because like if you just go for it you might be like oh i don't know and like get like overwhelm yourself but i think it's just like yeah talk to people Uh, yeah and i think like if it is hetero like we were saying but yeah don't be intimidated as a guy to ask like Mm. you need to like and also don't don't be intimidated to start you know anything you can still start something by asking and seeing where it goes and just constantly checking in. Yeah. Just be like, is this all right? Or is th- it's like, are you, like, rather than are you okay with this, is this good? Or mm-hmm. is, and that way you're like not only gauging how comfortable they are, you're gauging, like, am I doing this right? Is this something you're into? Yeah. So our questions are still coming through. If you are thinking of some, you can anonymously post through our Naughty Rude Show at Tumblr. Um, so that's the Naughty Rude Show.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Sugar and spice and everything nice. All right. So, where are we at? Well, we've got some more questions coming through on Tumblr. So, we're going to answer one of these. Um, This one says, Hi, currently in a six-month relationship with my boyfriend. and the past three months of our relationship, I've really struggled with being intimate. I don't want to have sex and I'm not really horny. When he approaches me to have sex, I'm quick to shut him down. He's really good about it, but it definitely gets him down a lot of the time. I love my boyfriend and I'm attracted to him. I just don't want to have sex with him or anyone else. Help, how can I bring intimacy back? I reckon redefining intimacy is probably our first step. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Break it down, break it down because... There's a big difference between sex, sensuality, and intimacy. Mm. And there's a lot of ways you can go about, like, incorporating those into your relationship. Mm. Um, And if you are maybe using hormonal contraception, it would be a good idea to see if that matches up with your, I guess, sudden low in libido. Um, And just to think about anything that's changed in terms of medication just generally or just your life socially Mm -hmm. and mentally what's been happening in the last three months for this change to occur Um, because you're still attracted to them and it's very obvious that you still care about them and just because you're not having sex doesn't mean you don't care about someone so it's good that you understand that but yeah what kind of techniques I guess of sensuality to bring into practice would you guys recommend? Well, I think it's always good to make sure that you're still getting physical affection, like physical kind of contact with each other. So that doesn't have to lead to sex, but it Mm. can be like you can just be in each other's presence and cuddling and like just not having the expectation that anything will lead to sex. Mm. Because it's like that thing. Sometimes you put a lot of pressure on yourself to do something and it becomes so much harder to Mm. like go forward and do that thing. So sometimes it's just easier just to, like, make sure that you're still dating each other, like, actually, mm. like, going out and, like, knowing the person and investing time and, like, energy and affection into them yeah. and being, like, just spending time together and, like, rather than with the pressure of sex. Yeah, and I think don't sort of buy into the, you know, illusion that you have to constantly, you know, be banging like rabbits <laughs> to for be in a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah. Like, as long as you're communicating and caring for each other mm-hmm. and, like Katie just said, you know, finding other avenues to express intimacy and your love for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I even think that if you wanted to really, I guess, help out in the sexual department, even if you're not feeling it, there can be things that are sensual um, with touch and feel, um, smell, any of those other attributes that could kind of like set a mood and turn both of you on could help. It Mm. could be just a matter of like tying someone up and just playing around with ice and just trusting each other with different Mm -hmm. utensils in the bedroom or even just like 
playing with a feather around their face and just like getting them off in other ways without actually blowing a load like yeah it's like exploring what intimacy and sex could be like Mm. because there's plenty of stuff like even like blindfolds or even like if you're not relaxed especially like if you are a woman or if you are like femme if you're not relaxed when you're going into sex that might be an issue Mm. so you could be like you could like spend physical time with each other like give each other massages Mm. like actually like explore what gets you off and know what's happening with yourself before you're like oh because that might be like i'm not horny because i'm not happy with myself like if you're not feeling good in your own self how can you be like i'm ready to share my that with other people and if you like gradually maybe are getting a little bit more in the zone um maybe not ready for i guess penetrative sex or even foreplay in physical i guess terms of it you could even play around with uh maybe being naked in front of your partner while they masturbate and look after themselves and you're still part of the experience even though you're not physically taking part so there are lots of things to play around with there phone sex like Mm. we live in the digital age like there's so many different ways like to engage with intimacy and sex that you don't have to be physically about it might just be a simple case of like you've reached the six month point in relationship (laughs) the honeymoon period's over time to shake it up a bit it might just be that mm-hmm. yeah know. and it could even just be like if you have like full-on cold turkey for a couple of weeks then you might just be all over each other but yeah. i would highly recommend thinking about what's changed in terms of medication and anything mentally as well mm-hmm. over yeah. the last three months because hormonal contraceptions especially as women if we're taking them Ugh. can really mess with the libido and you can just get a different dosage it's going to help out with that mm-hmm. Highly recommend because the pill is poison. Sorry, but it, <laughs> it can't. Like, and for a lot of people, it just it can mess you up. Like, and especially if you are more sensitive, like to um, mental illness and stuff like that. Like, because if you're depressed, a lot of the time you're not horny either. And yeah. so it's like get see like check in with yourself. Make sure you're treating yourself well. And also because this to me this is sort of a relatively sort of fresh relationship, like six months. It's not super super long. This is also a good time to gauge the maturity of your partner and Mm -hmm. see, do you see a future with this person, depending on sort of how they are dealing with this as well? Like, are they respecting you and making sure that you're supported during this time? And, um, yeah. It's a good good way to gauge how you go together outside the bedroom. Yeah. Like, do you still have common ground when you're not having sex? Mm. Yeah. But Mm. thank you for that question. (laughs) I'm not good. Danny, let's chat. Let's chat. Yeah. Um, so, celebrity couples and celebrity crushes. Do you guys have any any in mm. mind that you think of? A fair few fair over few. the ages. Yeah. I think it really depends on my my age um, and the kind of type I have at any given time. I remember when I was younger, I was obsessed with Ben Barnes. He's an English actor that played ben Prince Barnes. Caspian in Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, my God. I'm going to look him oh, up. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, Yeah. 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 So he like was playing a Spanish yeah prince <laughs> and had long hair and oh, an olive complexion. Crazy, yeah. What do you mean? Oh. Sure. <laughs> um, and I was like into a little bit of fan fiction when I was reading <laughs> Vamp Academy. Lol. Uh. Um, I know. I like, <laughs> loved my supernatural books when I was a cheeky young adult. I'm sorry if you're 
masturbating to vampires when you're a teenager, yeah. you're definitely on the queer spectrum. Hey, like, man. I'm sorry. Probably. Like, if you are emo, if you are, like, into, like, mm. vampire erotica, yeah, okay. you're, uh, you're, a bit, you're a bit queer. I'm sorry. And everyone's like, oh, my gosh, they're making a movie. It has to be Ben Barnes playing Dimitri. And I'm like, I was on that train. And he then was, he, he did it for me. And then he didn't. And the guy who did was awful. I'm not attracted <laughs> to him at all. Oh, my he God. Wasn't, he wasn't no, awful, wasn't but he wasn't that. great. He wasn't that dude either. So he was... And, but to be fair, he actually was the age of the character, so and, it was like, yeah, okay, fair. cool. This is okay. sufficiently creepy, and it as it kind of should have been, but isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, I've been feeling a lot of guys who've recently come out as bi, because like being a bi mm, person as well. Who? So like, I'm a big fan of like Steve Lacey, Tyler the Creator. Did Steve Lacey come out as bi? Yeah, he's bi. Oh, yeah. yum! I, I saw him perform live, and then I found out. The day after, oh. and I was cut because, like, I could have like married Steve Lacey. True. <laughs> like, True. I, I was in the marsh. I, <sighs> he was within proposal distance. Yep. And he got away. He got away, he Peter. Got away. He's coming back. He's coming back. Oh, he is actually. Yeah, I'm going to see him later. Yeah. <gasps> oh, so excited. For so you. exciting. I want to love the internet. They're queer icons. Love them. Mm, 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 um, mm. talking of sort of queer icons as well, a couple. A celebrity couple I'm really, really feeling is Megan. Mer- I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Megan Mullally from Will and Grace and Nick Offerman. Because oh, I know yes. that Megan, she's queer. I don't know if Nick Offerman is, but he's I would not ally. be surprised. Yeah, yeah, he's a good ally regardless. But I wouldn't be surprised if he was queer. Um, and they just they do like funky like photo shoots together and stuff where they kind of shake up the gender norms a bit, and oh, they're just a really cute couple as well. Um, yeah. What Wait, about you? Sorry, who's openly queer in that relationship again? Megan Mullally is bi as oh, far as I, I know. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. Go Megan. <laughs> Go Megan. I'm learning things every day. <laughs> what about you, Katie? Um, I'm pan as hell, so I'm just like droning in a sea of beautiful people. <laughs> Jay Monet, so is that one? Janelle Monet, but True. specifically more Tessa Thompson because she is also like queer icon but they both came out like around the same time and then were in a video and flirting with each other and themselves and I was like excuse me I need to go away now have you guys got around Kehlani and her baby daddy no they're they're a hot couple she's a singer I know yeah she's and her partner is uh, he's the older brother of Jabuki Young White who's a gay um, stand-up who's hilarious go follow him on Twitter because he <laughs> provides good content okay and then yeah his older brother is Kehlani's partner um, very very sexy couple um, they're both queer and they're very <laughs> open about it on social media yes um, I remember when because Kehlani's pregnant and I remember she, when she announced it on Insta, she was talking about how it was so important to her to find a partner who understood her queerness and loved her for that, and mm-hmm. ideally who was queer as well, yeah. which um, her partner is as well. It is sometimes difficult being like a queer person in a relationship with a non-queer person. Yeah, mm. I was going to talk about this. can be difficult. Well, that's what I... As the further I move along in my life, I feel like I would only date other queer um, girls because in pre- previous relationships I found that they haven't understood as much mm. um, even in like the earliest stages like even if nothing's even happened but if they know that you're queer some like not all but some girls kind of hesitate a bit oh uh, yeah like the whole um, especially if you're not straight or gay like if you're in like the rainbow like kind of ombre effect bit yeah it's sometimes really difficult because you're like oh straight people don't really get it 
groups, gay people don't really yeah. get it. And sometimes there's these assumptions about who you are based on the fact that you are attracted to multiple yeah. different types of people. And as someone who's also kind of exploring their gender identity a, a bit as well over the past yeah. few months, that complicates it even more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, even I had a conversation with my boyfriend because, like, I'm queer, I'm pan, and I'm c- lazily poly. So it's like poly, <laughs> I you said this to poly the in theory <laughs> because I'm like, yes, but that involves putting on pants and leaving the house. So, yeah. no. <laughs> I feel um, <laughs> But no, it's like having conversations with my boyfriend being like, I don't know if I'm a woman. <laughs> and, it's like, <laughs> and he's like, all right. <laughs> and I'm like, I know you're straight, so this is difficult for you, I understand. And it's like, uh, but I don't know, it's not caused me too much grief, so I'm just kind of like, that can be on the back burner. I've got to sort out everything else And people first. can always learn. Yeah, <laughs> but he's good about it. But it is, some people are weird about it. Like, I know a lot of straight women who would be like, oh, I don't want to date like a bi guy. And I'm like, why? Yeah, why? First of all, that's weird. Yeah, I've become so fascinated with asking boys that I'm dating if they've ever had relations because usually they're straight. I've only ever dated straight guys. Mm. Some have had experiences where they'd say, yeah, I was curious and I experimented. Um, and when I was young and very naive, I'd kind of play that off as, oh, well, they're bisexual or they're probably gay and just in denial. And it's awful to think that. But now as I get older, I think it's kind of sexy that they own their feelings. And, like, I've been with a guy who was like, yeah, I'd so fuck Freddie Mercury. Like, yeah, you <laughs> Wouldn't would. Wouldn't we all, like, yeah. honestly? <laughs> yeah, you would. And I'd be there watching. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing it's like I think you should be able, like if you're with someone who you're like yeah like I'm this and like cool or like but not in a oh that's hot like that's the other thing being yeah. like a bi- like being bisexual it's like oh I am not the like Lego connector set for your threesome I'm yes. sorry but bye oh, also not your gay litmus test mm. yeah. please get out of here with that like mm. if you like be attracted to me or don't but also don't use me as a sex toy for your marriage because mm-hmm. I'm not into that either. And I think it's like as a general rule, it's like I wouldn't have a threesome if the blow cast in a heterosexual relationship yep. because at worst, at best, that's awkward if she's not really into mm. it. At worst, that's really verging on like sexual assault, mm. uncomfortable, really territory. It's like not something I would ever want to engage with. Mm. It's like I would only want to be into it if everyone involved is into it. Otherwise, it's like, what's the point? Mm. It's not what I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good time to just throw out to perhaps our last song for the evening and and then we're going to come back, maybe have a little bit of a recap, chat some more. If there are still Tumblr questions coming in, we'll gladly have a chat about that. If you do want to submit any of those, you just need to check out the the thenaughtyroodshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask and anonymously submit your question. Ooh, yeah. We want to go into a segment that we'd like to make regular. <laughs> Please lead the way, Katie. Filthy uh, things. We are, we are starting filthy faves, and that will be anything that is filthy, disgusting, interesting, and or erotic that has you've experienced or come across in your weekly... We, I would say weekly wank sessions. Whatever but like, it doesn't have to be. Too. Whatever you find. Whatever, whatever exists that you're gross gross peeping tom eyes come across Mm. um so mine would probably it's not 
this week, but it's been on my mind <laughs> a lot, is we played one, the song earlier, which was House of Air by um, Brendan McLean. And it was controversial for a wee while because it was like a video about the semiotics of the homosexual male, which is actually really cool. Except they put it on YouTube and it's got a lot of hardcore porn in it. And so people were upset because <laughs> gay men sex is, on, is still very stressful for think straight people. And like hardcore, like kink stuff is stressful for most people, I think, to wrap their hands around. So I've watched it and then I watched behind the scenes like making of it because I was like, this is awesome, but it's a lot. But and it also made me feel better because... The one thing, the f- like, okay, spoiler alert. If you want to go watch this and have your mind blown, go do that. If you're like, if you're listening to this, please be 18. Like, I'm sorry. This is not a PG family friendly show. Um, but if you're wanting to watch it, you can go watch it on Vimeo. But I'm going to talk about exactly what happens in it. So if you don't want to hear that, opt out. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, done. Um, the guy, <laughs> Brendan McLean, at the end, the finale of the song is him getting pooped on. Mm. And... That's a lot for some people. <laughs> the cues on those shoulders shrug as you. Did they literally film that? They filmed it, but that was why they watched the behind the scenes because I'm like, I'm fairly sure in adult ent- they used um, adult entertainers, so it's people that are in the industry. So mm. there wasn't just like him and his mates like shooting a porno in the shed. That's not what was <laughs> happening. But um, I watched the behind the scenes because I'm like, for most scat porn you don't actually use Mm. human feces because that's bad for you especially if it's on your face so it wasn't actually it was like a prop that they used so I'm like that makes you feel better but it was a lot anyway but it was a really cool video and I was really interested in it because male like masculinity and like sex is kind of really weird when it comes to porn especially like considering he's an Australian um, musician, it's like really interesting because porn in Australia is really, really segmented and really, really structured. Because John Howard was weird. He's like, okay, like for one, he's like, um, female ejaculation is the same as um, urophilia, which is peeing on people. And so you can't have, you can't make porn in Australia where female ejaculation is thing. Also, you can't have porn in Australia where if your vulva, if your labia minora extends outside of your labia major, so like the little inner lips extend outside of that, you're not allowed to be a porn actress in Australia. And that was all Johnny Howard. Johnny Howard, because he's weird and (laughs) strange man. So him and his eyebrows decided that that wasn't on. And um, so if you, so, and obviously they decided this. And so there were people already working in the industry. So they had to go get badgerplasties. Oh, oh my God. So fun facts about John Howard. To and be honest, I don't think I've porn. ever watched Australian porn though. Good <laughs> <laughs> eye, mate. Got your, got your That's snags. not a knife. <laughs> got your snags in your pants. Come get it, Sheila. You're like, oh, I can't be fucked. Come and get it. That's all it's going to be. It's like, come get this Chico roll. It's oh, like, go roll. Oh, God. You've got to cheat There's a reason minge. this segment's called filthy. God. Yeah. I'm going to do a screenplay. Um, if you guys do want to do a screenplay or give us your ideas for any kind of Aussie <laughs> porn ideas. Aussie adult fun, entertainment. Yeah, check it through. <laughs> Slip into the DMs oh, on the Twitter, God. The Naughty Rude. 
Uh, also on our Tumblr, you can fill up our message bank for next week. We will be back again. And that again is anaughtyridgeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. We've run out of time this week to talk a little bit about my female condom obsession. But uh, hopefully next next week that will happen for us. Um, Again, if you want to catch up on the show because you didn't get to hear everything from us, you can check it out from wherever you get your podcasts from, omni, iTunes, sin.org.au or anywhere else. Check out Twitter at The Naughty Rude. Give us any kind of sweet takes for our, I guess, research for the next week. And even on Facebook as well, The Naughty Rude Show. Yeah. Um, We'll be on air same time, 8 to 10 p.m. on Australian Eastern Standard Time. We'll be broadcasting (laughs) all across Australia uh, on Sin Nation. Um, Us three, myself, Danny, Katie and Peter, will be your regular hosts for the next four weeks. So get around that. Yeah. Have a good night. Enjoy having consensual sex. Yes. Get off. (laughs) And we'll get off the air. Hey. So, so, so scandalous.